Cultivated Chaos, the podcast. This week, we're taking a look at lawns and how to make them more environmentally friendly. Hi, this is Mark Richardson. I'm the Botanic Garden Director for New England Wildflower Society, where I oversee uh, our botanic gardens, garden in the woods, and our nursery, Nasami Farm, and Waitley, Mass. Um, we, we, uh, we're actually pretty unique among botanic gardens in the sense that we don't have a, a lawnmower. Uh, we made the decision, you know, quite a number of years ago that, um, lawns are about the worst, um, uh, landscape treatment you can use from an ecological perspective. Uh, they're not adapted to our climate. Um, they're very difficult to maintain without, uh, the use of chemical fertilizers and pesticides and irrigation water. Um, and really most of us would be better off without lawns. Mark recommends plantings that build biodiversity and provide wildlife habitat. So, we went over to Nasami Farm to find out more about native alternatives to a traditional lawn. My name is Alexis Doges, and I am the Propagator and Facilities Coordinator at New England Wildflower Society's Native Plant Nursery, uh, Nasami Farm. So, we, we, we put together um, meadow kits for depending on site. So we have sun, full sun, or um, wet site, uh, soils. And it's a combination of native grasses and five species of wildflowers that will create kind of, um, you know, more of a meadow uh, area for, it's very popular with people who are trying to encourage um, pollinators or, or get rid of some of their lawn that way and create some habitat. Um, we also do um, plugged trays of species that uh, can be used as lawn alternatives. And the two carex species that are most popular and used um, because they are close, most closely resemble a traditional lawn are carex apalachica and carex pensylvanica. Uh, another very popular one is Aragrass spectabilis, purple lovegrass, that is seen um, used a lot on like highway medians. It has like a nice purple flowering head. It's low. It doesn't require a lot of maintenance, hence it being used there. Very little mowing, and a lot of people see that and say, "What was that grass? I want to use that um, as my you know lawn alternative you know, to get rid of my grass." Okay, I think I could be convinced to replace most of my lawn with native plants. But here in the Northeast, that's still a pretty radical concept. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. The popularity of lawns exploded in the prosperous suburbs of post-World War II America. Back then, it was actually illegal in some communities to not have a lawn. But things are changing. So I, I live in a pretty traditional neighborhood, you know, it's a, a suburban neighborhood. Everybody's got at least an acre of land, and most of my neighbors have, you know, big, expansive lawns. Most of my neighbors also complain about how much time it takes them um, to maintain their lawns every weekend. And I was talking to a friend of mine a couple months ago, uh, and he this was after a long Saturday of, you know, lawn mowing and string trimming and leaf blowing and everything else, and, and he was just complaining incessantly about how much time it took him and how sick of his lawn he was and everything. And at the end of it, he said, he said, I really need a bigger lawnmower. So when he said he needed a bigger lawnmower, did you tell him, no, you just need a smaller lawn? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's the perfect opportunity to say, well, have you ever thought about maybe reducing your lawn a little bit? Uh... 
spirit of compromise, we went looking for a lawn that was organic, drought tolerant, and required less maintenance. And that led us to a sustainable turf called Micro Clover Black Beauty. My name is F.S. Jason, and I'm the sustainable turf consultant at Sodco. We're a turf farm in North Kingston. The turf industry is still behind, but Sodco is trying to lead, in, lead the industry to a more sustainable path. We are the only soft farm to be green certified by the DEM because we make a real effort to evolve the company to cater to the needs of the environment. Um, our newest effort in industry leading sustainability is to be the only soft farm to offer microclover black beauty nationwide. We blend microclover seed into the black beauty seed mix for microclover sod. Now, microclover is a legume, which means it can draw and convert atmospheric nitrogen into plant available forms of nitrogen essentially acting as tiny fertilization factories for the grass. Sodco's microclover can be raised organically without the standard three-year detoxification period needed to transition a crop from inorganic to organic. And the lack of harsh chemicals in our sod represents a real significant health benefit, especially important uh, to buyers with children or pets. Reducing the need for water and eliminating fertilizer and pesticides is a significant cost savings to us and to the consumer. So if you just accept the presence of little, rarely flowering clover in your lawn, it becomes super easy and inexpensive to maintain, and it's still green and just gorgeous. So, and those are the reasons why we, um, we grow microclover and care so much about it. So, how about this? Have less lawn but make it sustainable. Incorporate some native plants. Either way, you can have a vibrant landscape and save the planet at the same time. I'd like to thank Mark Richardson and Alexis Doshis of the New England Wildflower Society, Lafleche Jason of Sodco, and Chris Bashan for his technical assistance. My name is Jane Vashon, and I'm a restoration ecology student at the University of Rhode Island.